Welcome to Real Talk, Real Women, Breaking the Silence Around Abuse. I am Chema Serenity Korokov, and today we have the honor of welcoming Christina Menlachiani, who is a co-founder of Mind Valley and the beloved spouse of Vision Lachiani. Thank you so, so much for being here today, Christina, introducing your new book. Thank you, Gemma, for having me. It's a pleasure. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about your new book, about what is going on, Flossom, new creative word that really means a lot. I'm not going to guess. I'm going to allow you the space to tell us what that is about. So, yes, the book, my book is about finding your way back to you. Uh, to the real you, uh, because I, um, I was, my, of course, it's inspired by my own experience. I was uh, 40 when I uh, realized that um, I do the motions of my life, but uh, I kind of play a lot of different social roles, like all of us do, but I, I'm forgetting uh, who the real person behind all of those masks and, and, and social roles is. So I, I was doing the motions of my life, but I also felt like I was missing actually from it, uh, that 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 I I was just busy doing it, but not really uh, present in it properly, uh, or at least not not enjoying it fully. So I I call that moment the moment of realizing that I'm lost and um, to to find myself back. <laughs> yeah, I had to go through a journey, and uh, essentially the book is. Uh, sharing the learnings that I had through the journey. It's not based on my uh, experience purely. It's uh, inspired by my experience, but uh, being a very um, uh, academic type by nature, uh, of course, I uh, wanted to make that book uh, more generally applicable and not just that kind of book where you read someone's story and you get inspired, but it's, it's still someone's story. So it is not my story. It is uh, a journey for each uh, person who's going to pick it up and read it. That is so inspiring because, first of all, we all find that you are so relatable because we all go through these moments of living a facade of a life by just following the rules that have been in, instilled in us from such a young age and just following through with them. So discovering your true self is one part of the journey but deciding to write a book about that what prompted you to actually sit down and write because that is not an easy thing well i do consider myself a writer and i truly enjoy writing very much uh, i enjoy writing i enjoy publishing what i write and i enjoy uh, having interactions based on what i write with people uh, so i started with instagram just as a um, as an experiment and then I discovered I used it as a blog now nowadays a lot of people call Instagram a blog but I was writing there more than anything uh, and um, it's just my ultimate form of self-expression of course being in personal growth industry I have created programs before I've spoken on stage I've taught people in in classes live classes online classes you you name it it's it's my industry but writing is my ultimate form of self-expression it's like you know you can um you can uh, write a, a prose you can write po a poem you can uh, you know you can play a piano you can sing it's it's how people express their feelings uh and and for me it was uh, writing a book 
I totally understand. And and how amazing that you found out that writing is your most beautiful and most authentic self-expression. Yeah, it's, uh, it, you know, it's, it's strange because I never thought uh, that I enjoy it so much, but it's always uh, been something which... Uh, I did rather easy and I kind of enjoyed the process. But, you know, if you are, for example, I, I used to do a lot of marketing for a long time. So for me, writing was related to uh, professional tasks. And sometimes it was dreary because it's easy, but, you know, it's it's not self-expression. It's, it's what needs to be written. So I, I think I just never had the moment to pause and to analyze that thing we often keep ourselves busy because we live in the world uh, where uh, the general understanding is that you have to be busy you have to be busy because that makes you productive that makes you uh, you know serious enough professional that makes you that's the path to success so we keep busy without even slowing down uh, and it's you know in a way it's, it mirrors the beginning of my story where I said that at 40 I suddenly felt like I was kind of missing so you do those things, but you're not really present there. So I've been writing for a long time. It's just uh, it's just uh, realization that this is the thing that, that came much later. How amazing. You have created a new word, flossom. I can hear flow. I can hear awesome. How do you define flossom? Uh, I wish I had created it. I didn't. I found it. <laughs> There's nothing, nothing absolutely new in this world. Well, some people do create words. I, I didn't create flossom. English is actually my third language. So I guess maybe that's, or maybe that's a limiting belief. Maybe I can create words. But nevertheless, it's not my word. Uh, I believe that uh, it is a very, um, it is a very lucky word because it kind of explains what it means. But of course, like so many words which have a pretty evident meaning, for example, happiness or success, uh, the um, actual meaning that we give to them depends on uh, on the people who use those words and the context in, that, in which they use those words. So yes, flawsome is about recognizing your flaws and still being awesome. Uh, but I also think that this is uh, a definition that each uh, each reader has to um, come up with for themselves. Uh, like authenticity, authenticity, the nature of authenticity is being true to yourself. And there are 8 billion people on planet Earth. So there are 8 billion versions of being true to yourself. We are very different. We are very similar, but we are very different as well. So the same, uh, by similar logic, uh, everyone has to have their own version of flossom. Because for some people, uh, some characteristic may be, uh, you know, a bad habit to be eradicated, but for other people, it may be an intrinsic quality. For some of them, that intrinsic quality could be nothing major to worry about. And for others, that may be the thing that has made them feel ashamed and small and not worthy of love and respect. And for them, that's the true dragon they have to face. I like the choice of putting the word dragon as the thing to face because dragon has two meaning the protector of something the guard and that big reptile that just blow fire and just is going to that you cannot really approach actually but the truth is that when you find out who are your dragons as you say you can dissolve their killing power 
so that they can actually become supportive of discovering your true self, your authenticity, and finding out who you truly are, who you choose to be, mm -hmm. which is more real than who you truly are. Or what you choose to, to do with who you truly are, uh, because what you truly are is, it just is. And, um, and very often we, we feel like we are not given a choice here. So what we do is because people are generally not very comfortable with discomfort. So what we do is that we, uh, rather than, rather than uh, looking the dragon in the eye, <laughs> we keep ourselves busy doing other things, <laughs> chasing success, <laughs> because that's something understandable and that makes you feel good. I'm, I'm doing something. So yeah, I agree. Uh, the dragon is a, is a very, um, my favorite word, I use, <clears throat> I, I start with, with talking about flaws and, and the qualities which make you feel bad. <clears throat> but eventually I, go, I, I switch to the terminology of dragon because I think dragon is such a vivid, vivid uh, picture. And also in a way it is mythical, which is, I think, which is also remarkable. Um, because it it creates this um, feeling of an illusion of something which which um, can <clears throat> you know change and transform. Amazing, you know, this show real talk real women breaking the silence around abuse. The audience are victims hiding in plain sight. It can be anybody for that matter, and uh, because uh, because we are really helping them and giving them tools. How do you think that reading, getting and reading Flossom can help them recognize the abuse, do something about it, maybe find their own true self? How do you think it, it is so important for them to actually get it and read it? Uh, <clears throat> I don't talk much about abuse uh, in my book, although I'm personally very interested in um, in uh, that's uh, that branch of psychology that deals with uh, narcissism and psychopathic uh, tendencies and behaviors, uh, it's it's more just a curiosity. I don't I don't touch on any of that in uh, in my book. Although I do use those words, uh, I think once each <laughs> in different contexts. <laughs> uh, so I, I do not have really the um, the authority to talk. Uh, to people who are suffering from that. Uh, I know it's, uh, it is a serious issue, uh, which is why I don't want to take it lightly. And uh, uh, my advice would be to actually uh, seek help. And I believe that people who listen to you probably, they know that, and they probably already have made steps in that direction. Uh, but I have been... Um, I've, I have been on the receiving end of uh, not not physical abuse, but on the receiving end of of not being treated justly uh, how I think I dare uh, I deserve to be treated, uh, and <clears throat> I know from uh, experience that there are um, there are you know stages to 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 that because uh, with with some abuse uh, just recognizing that you are being on the receiving end of it is already a huge accomplishment. Because very often what uh, a lot of abusers do is that they turn the tables and make you feel, uh, make you doubt yourself, make you doubt your feelings, your, uh, 
your experiences. And that is already a huge accomplishment, in my opinion, because uh, for me, that also triggered my curiosity in those topics. And, and once you're curious, once you start reading, you start seeing, you start recognizing, you start understanding. And a lot of that um, literature comes with uh, very good professional advice from people who actually have worked with victims and uh, know what is the healthy thing to suggest. Uh, and the next step is standing up for yourself. Uh, and that is the scary thing for a lot of people. But if you are physically safe, and I have to say that if you're physically safe, because not everybody in that position is physically safe, then uh, I can tell you that actually standing up for yourself is not as scary as it seems before you do it for the first time. The first instance you you draw that line and you say, I'm not I'm not tolerating that you suddenly see that the people who you've been intimidated by are, are taken aback because that's not what they expected. And it gives you more power. But again, I haven't been uh, really a victim. Uh, I've only experienced uh, occasional, um, you know, occasional uh, situations. So maybe I just don't know the whole depth of, uh, of the problem for some of the people. But my book definitely is about recognizing your values, uh, accepting and not just accepting, but being at peace with your needs, with your desires, with your imperfections and recognizing that you are worthy of love and respect with all of that. And you don't have to be anything to deserve to be loved and treated justly. Of course, I don't talk about that directly, but the whole journey is about that in essence. How amazing. You know, personally, I am victorious over 15 years of domestic violence, beaten, put down, raped, almost killed twice with two different stories. And at the end of the second story, I lost hope. I completely lost consciousness of love, life, peace. Being, being flossom, I, I couldn't be flossom mm -hmm. at all. And I was so done with, with having that, that being the shell of myself yeah. that I decided to commit suicide because mm -hmm. I couldn't bear with myself anymore and bear with such, such constant abuse anymore. Yeah. And when I decided to do that, I heard a voice and the voice, there was nobody around. And the voice told me, of course, you can jump. It's going to work, mm -hmm. but I'm going to give you the same life in worse. Is that really what you want? Can you imagine? Nah, mm -hmm. live by the door, not by the window of the 10th floor of the apartment building. Mm -hmm. takes, the, take, take, take the door. So the fact of having taken the door that day allowed the starting point of a healing and transformation journey that allowed such a deep understanding of what it is to be authentic, making the decision to love and accept myself. When you talk about accepting self-acceptance, self-love, self-appreciation, self self-compassion, mm -hmm. and, and really finding your dragons and making putting words on what it is yeah. for me it was domestic violence for us it's something else but really putting words on what it is that is coming back to your authenticity that is becoming whole as you explain it in your book mm -hmm. thank you for putting it um this way yes 
uh, and um, yeah, I I cannot even imagine what you could have uh, been through. So I I really admire your strength to to keep going despite the despair. Thank you so so much. This is why we created Real Talk, Real Women, breaking the silence around abuse to give back hope. Because I I can't imagine that it is. Uh, it is a scary topic to to talk about for so many reasons, and uh, and very often, unfortunately, we are not aware of what is going on, and that's uh, that's why I think uh, we we have to be a little more courageous talking about those things. You know, I was uh, giving an interview to um, to uh, a recovered uh, person, a person who had recovered from addiction, and I felt also very uh, shy to. To, to talk to, to uh, people with addiction. And he said, you know, maybe it is exactly the fact that people are so afraid to talk to us that we, we actually don't break through that taboo. We need to normalize that conversation. And I think we need to normalize the conversation around a lot of uncomfortable topics, around grief, around abuse, around addiction, uh, because people need help and if we are if we are hush if we are scared if we don't know what to say then uh, you know then we we stay with our dragons one-on-one and without help this is true christina it's such an honor to have you thank you for sharing your wisdom with us thank you for bringing flossomeness to our lives thank you for for jumping and 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 empowering all our audiences together I truly appreciate you. Yama, thank you. Thank you for having me and for your very uh, kind and loving energy. I really felt it. It was a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you so, so much. Have an amazing day. You too. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.